Hey, welcome to another Get Geekish podcast. That was a weird wave there. <laughs> Still hey. from isolation. Don't judge my waves. Hi. Um, <laughs> we're a family show. Uh, anyway, I'm Derek, joined with... Vino. Hey, how's it going? Um, and... Obviously, we're still in isolation because the world is a crazy, crazy place. Um, you know, we have the pandemic going on. And then, of course, you got murder hornets now. And then we saw that list the other day of like each month. Oh, yeah. Just making up all the possible things that uh, could be twenty twenty that would not be unexpected. Yeah. Um, so it got us thinking with the murder hornets and everything like that, which are if you research those things, they're like two inches long and ouchy. about murder hornets is because obviously the name drums up a little bit because people think murder hornets. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No. They murder bees, but a guy that gets stung by things for a living said that their sting was one of the most painful things he's ever experienced. Like that right there was just like, okay, that guy, that guy can get me afraid of murder hornets. <laughs> well, can we pause real quick and just talk about that guy? Like, who decides, like, when they're growing up, you know, I want to get stung by bugs when I grow up. I want to be that person. Like, <laughs> Well, I, I, I can see a lot of, like, 10 to 15-year-olds that are probably thinking that's a great idea, but I, I think. <laughs> well, okay. So, flashback to, I'm going to say elementary school. For some reason, we thought it was great to play with red ants or fire ants, as they're called. Um, he means him. Yeah, yeah. You never did that? Play with fire ants? No, they bit and they hurt. Yeah, but for some reason, dude, we would sit there and play with them out on the playground and like put them on sticks and everything like that. And obviously, we got bit. And yeah, it hurts. Um, so, I can only imagine. Plus, you have those, what, those bullet ants that are in like the Amazon or whatever that apparently feel like you're getting shot. Like, maybe that's the next thing to come. We got the murder hornets and then bullet ants. Yeah, the, the scary thing about those kind of creatures is that there's enough descriptions of what it feels like to know that that many people have actually been bitten or stung by the things to be able to actively and accurately describe what it feels like. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I mean, like especially person in the 1980s was bitten by one of these things. Like, nah, it's kind of regular if you go down to this area of the country, you know. <laughs> Can you imagine being like one of the like explorers and you go in there, you get bit by one of those that gets in your little like chain mail or something. <laughs> Turn around, we're going back. Queen, there's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that got us talking about like creatures in film and pop culture, kind of like the critters behind me of what we don't want to see. I mean, these things probably easy kind of take out if I remember the movies correctly. And sometimes they're kind of funny but still wouldn't want to deal with them because they can shoot little quills, but yeah, that's seen critters. It's uh it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very campy B horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, we talk the same thing of like gremlins are the same way. The, the evil gremlins, I really wouldn't want to see around, but for the most part, they were relatively harmless. They just broke some stuff. So it'd be still kind of cute to, you know, spice things up a little bit. Have some random fiery-eyed little creatures jumping around the house? Gremlins 1, no. Gremlins 2, Gremlins? Yes. I, I could see having Mohawk as a pet. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Before he turns all into Spike. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Chain him up out back. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about tremors? Tremors. The, the giant worms? No. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, worms are okay. Murder worms are not, especially murder worms that are that big and can like burrow underground and tear you apart. And sorry, oh. graboids. No. <laughs> like the worms themselves are not that bad until they open the mouth and it's got. I mean, it's very. Uh, I'm pretty sure what the Demogorgon's face was based off of. Uh, that's oh, yeah. like the end open flower petal kind of thing, and that that whole concept kind of creeps me out. And the tremors worms were not easy to kill. But as long as you stay away from the desert, you're probably okay. I don't know. I'd like to see, like, the, did the Tremors franchise ever go into, like, urban areas? Because that would have been interesting to see how they would handle that. Granted, like, again, Tremors 1 was great. Tremors 2 was entertaining. And then I'm pretty sure it went downhill from there. So Tremors 2 better because it almost did the campy route. And I don't think yeah. I'm beyond that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, murder works. Not... <laughs> Like, <laughs> I think it, it must be human nature. Any any creature that can go places easily that we can't, I think, are much more terrifying. Whether it be burrowing underground or in space or underwater, like even just deep water fish are terrifying. <laughs> you see big fish, deep sea those things. You're like, nope, nope. I'm not. I'm not setting foot in the ocean ever, ever. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like, you know, when, whenever you go into a lake and just do like a piece of like seaweed touches, you're like, no, <laughs> the worst feelings on earth. If you know, there's like, there's a lake, there's, there's literally nothing in here that could cause me physical harm, but your brain goes yep. There's like hammerhead sharks and electric eels and aliens and murderers and all these things hiding around in the water. <laughs> oh, movies. <laughs> it, it still baffles me that, monsters were created to make people feel better about things to deal with fear because it gives me some new ones i mean you haven't even seen the movie arachnophobia right uh, no no I, I i by all intents and purposes i should really enjoy that movie because it's you know kind of a campy funny horror movie but i cannot deal with the the, the spider take on it i mean i still cringe at the scene in lord of the rings when uh, was it schlub schlub Schlob. yeah Schlob. yeah that scene in the movie, I, I still get all like heebie-jeebie and like, ah, God, imagine being wrapped up in a cocoon of a giant spider and twirled up while they stick their fangs in and paralyze you while they suck the blood out of you. So you're like Ron Weasley in the Forbidden Forest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I felt Ron in that scene in Harry Potter. Like, no, you know what? Bookbeak's going to get it because I'm not going in the spider forest. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll find some unicorn blood, but I'm not. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, because I was going to say the spiders from Arachnophobia, that one was like a giant one that came here and then mated with all the little common spiders and made like mutant spiders. And like, I want people to realize I know it's psychological. You just saying that made like the hair in the back of my neck stick up a little bit and get that little like, oh, no, 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 no. Are you sure that wasn't a spider crawling on your neck? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've had enough friends that have done that to me over the years that I'm kind of used to it. <laughs> God, if we had one just drop down right now in front of that camera, it'd be great. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that I'm very glad doesn't exist. Any alien from the alien franchise. 
the xenomorphs and all that. Mm-hmm. But the facehuggers, probably because of their spider-like looks, are at the top of my list for that. Not the fact that they latch onto your face and shove an egg down your throat. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of creatures wanting to reproduce inside of me. <laughs> maybe that's. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. No. No. I've, I agree. The the xenomorphs are. Nope. That's just what we need. Is that coming to Earth and then predators behind them having a whole battle? You know. Danny Glover gets involved. We don't need that. At least the predators are just killing us for sport. <laughs> I mean, I feel like creatures that are trying to torture us and eat are somewhat scared. Ones that just sport, they just want to kill you. I mean, I, <laughs> this is a weird train of thought to go down. I never thought I'd have before, but if something's just killing you for fun, I feel like it's not quite as terrifying because it's not quite as believable. Or to the point that if some other creature has decided that I it wants to kill me, there's not much I can do about it anyway. <laughs> Whereas things that are fighting to torture and eat and things like that, they're trying to actually make you, you know, feel more pain, more be more scared. Your logic is weird. <laughs> Never said it wasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to rationalize this in my head because I find myself going back and forth on things when I'm, I'm literally telling you this, oh, yeah, yeah, predators are okay. It's not the aliens. Like, <laughs> yeah, predators come to our planet to hunt us. Yes, aliens were trying to survive. The critters were trying to survive. The tremors were trying to survive. The spider from arachnophobia was trying to survive. See, if we're going to have some aliens that come down, though, I want it to be like uh, Krang and Kodos from The Simpsons. <laughs> like the Jeff Fox were the redneck aliens of the universe coming out to see us. Like, that's the kind of aliens I want to come down. I thought you were going to say, like, the Mars attack aliens. Yeah, but they killed a whole lot of people. Yeah, but all you have to do is play yodeling music and you'll defeat them. <laughs> they vaporized a lot of people first. And their brains were kind of creepy. You could see them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, what else? Like, we grew up, I would say, like, the 80s and the 90s was just, like, a creature fest. Because you also had, what, the troll movies? Not the, you know, the kid troll movies, no. The weird, again, a campy horror movie. Troll. Remember? Trolls. Yeah, I forgot they had a troll. <laughs> yeah, not the kids movie. The, the weird little campy horror movie that was, like, I don't know. And then, the, the, of course, the... the uh, murder monsters and like that, the Freddy Krueger, the Jasons, the Michael Myers and stuff like that. Yeah. Freddy Krueger's one, like, I, I feel like being able to have something murder in your sleep is slightly terrifying. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just the HIM though, that the, the whole premise of Nightmare on Elm Street is just far-fetched enough that it's not that terrifying per se. The whole terrorize you in your sleep type of thing, or how they killed him. Yeah, the terrorize you sleep thing. I mean, with all the things going on, maybe I'm just tempered now. So some, oh, thing <laughs> happened, and it can kill you in your sleep. This sounds like a good way to go, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I would love to see the Stay Puft Marshmallow walking around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want kind of like what's behind it, you know, the whole Zool 
thing. Jewel can stay in her own dimension. I just want Janet to stay up off Marshall. He can knock over a few buildings. I'll go roast some marshmallows on his toesies. <laughs> and then he'll squish you. Imagine, like, in the Ghostbusters scene when they light him up with the proton packs. Can you imagine how good that part of New York City smelled for like three hours? Oh, actually, probably smelled pretty good for a while when he blew up and marshmallow just went everywhere. That was, that was the perfect toasted marshmallow smell erupted across the city without the campfire to go with it. That's the best New York's ever smelled. <laughs> uh, that, that thing from The Thing. You watch that one? Oh, yeah, the alien with Kurt Russell. Yeah, another parasitic alien. Parasites... I think I'm I'm not okay with parasites. I think rather than the uh, egg laying thing I talked about, I go with anything parasitic. I'm not I'm not a fan of. You know, technically, uh, humans are parasites. <laughs> they're not only when they're in wombs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's this the thing is too, especially with like the thing is you takes the shape of somebody else and you don't really know who it is. So that could could go either way. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you who had some, uh, some creatures that I'm pretty sure were not too far off in some cases, probably the Ninja Turtles villains, the old cartoon show. I just went to, I just thought of the stupid fly doctor. I'm sure you mean extra stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you mean other ones though. Well, even even him, like it's you imagine something like that actually existing, and it's 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 a little more terrifying sight there. I mean, you, imagine Baxter Stockholm, but may, imagine him like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, like if it was, I think the Ninja Turtles themselves. If there were some giant box turtles the size of muscle bound teenagers, they'd probably be a little creepier looking than the ones we saw cartoons with. They probably look like the Michael Bay ones. <laughs> yeah. A little, little creepy. And they had the uh, the pizza monsters. They had the uh, rock monsters from Dimension X. I mean, even Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> right. Bebop and Rocksteady were not dumb as rocks. That'd be a slightly terrifying sight to run into. But I'm pretty sure I ran into a guy that looks like Bebop a couple times down in Denver. But <laughs> So maybe they do exist. <laughs> and Krang... A, a sentient brain? Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't all brains sentient? Well, yeah, but he could he had his own arms and things <laughs> that were brain. Like, it wasn't inside a body. He was just a brain. <laughs> you can't tell me that's not... <laughs> oh, man, I would, I would drop kick that like a football. <laughs> Get out of here. You can't do better than that. I think that's the worst thing about him is the way he talks. That like, flimmy type of. He sounds like he's a, an actual like phlegm in your mouth. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Let's see what I'm trying to think. Is the '80s and the '90s had a whole bunch of like weird creature type of things? I mean, if you want to go recently, I've seen. You know, people compare the murder horns to the tracker jacks from, or yeah, that's what it is, tracker, yeah, from Hunger Games, which 
people compare those, and I don't know if it's quite the same because Dragon Jack's point was it was like a, a target. They put a target and you could attack a swarm. I mean, somebody learns how to weaponize the murder hornets, then I'm scared. Like, yeah. Forget the exosuits and nuclear weapons. When somebody can weaponize murder hornets, I'm out. <laughs> What's that do? Watch. It's a pheromone. <laughs> attack. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that wouldn't be great. The guy that gets stung by one thing has got a problem. The guy that has to test out the suits against those things, he's insane. <laughs> I just, oh, no. just put on the bite suit, it'll be fine. It's just like training a police dog. <laughs> We're going to unleash these 53,000 swarming insects and they're going to try and sting you. Excuse me? <laughs> Please? Okay. How fast can you run? Hmm. I feel like uh, I, I can't name a lot of them, but a lot of animes have villains that would be like mess your pants terrifying if they were real. True. Things that spawn out of the ground and spawn tentacles and multiple heads and arms and legs and yeah, <laughs> lots of interdimensional travels. Well, I think that's the, that's the thing right there is you look at some of that and you know what, maybe, maybe we're not far off. Maybe there is some company that's like umbrella corporation trying to come up with a genome or something to make super soldiers. And they're making monster dogs that are going to come attack you or, you know, some big blobby person that you destroy part of its body. It's going to grow back even bigger and grotesquer type of thing. Maybe we're not, Aquabats have a song about that too. Of <laughs> a cat with two heads, same idea. All yeah, the, see, kitty, you could pet one kitty's head and then pet the other kitty's head, but it went south quick. <laughs> you know, it's not every day you hear Aquabats come up in a conversation. You must not hang around me very often. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of cartoon characters like that that if they were real, would be terrifying. I mean, the old, uh, was it Cat Dog Nickelodeon cartoon show? Mm-hmm. I still get kind of weirded out when they you know, find the pictures, you know, CNN has them all the time, of the pictures of mutated animals, the little kitten with two heads, or the snake with two heads, or the, the rabbit with fifth, a fifth leg, or all these little weird you know, mutations that happen along the way. But... <laughs> A two-headed creature with two different heads seems like that would be a whole new step of terror. How does it go to the bathroom? <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. Is, I mean, honestly, if you take any cartoon character and put them in the real world, like you've seen on the internet those realistic drawings of what cartoon characters would look like in the real world, some those the, themselves are terrifying. Some of those give me kind of nightmares. I, like the, the Patrick one from SpongeBob? Hmm. That one's very uncomfortable. Yeah, the whole cast of Simpsons ones too makes me rethink my place in life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, if you walked out the door and you saw something like that, I would just, I'd call into work and be like, I'm not going to come in for a while. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can row my boat to an island and never see another thing again. <laughs> Knowing your luck, though, those spiders from arachnophobia will be on that island. Yeah, that would be. I'd find the island that has, like, most islands don't have many spiders. I'd find the one that has, like, all of the spiders. (laughs) 
fly. They swim. They float. No! Isn't it kind of weird how we're like almost living in a Twilight Zone episode? Because <laughs> I mean, you. I think somebody described it best on Facebook that it sounds like life right now is being written by a four-year-old. Right. Uh, there's gonna be a there's gonna be a disease and and they're gonna shut everything and everybody has to stay home. The whole world's gonna shut down and 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 then there's gonna be this and then there's gonna be bees, really big bees. No, no hornets. They're gonna sting everybody and then everyone's gonna need toilet paper and. <laughs> it's it's an interesting time we live in, which yes, it sucks, but. As we're talking, it makes me feel glad that we don't have to deal with other stuff. <laughs> I don't have to worry about going to sleep and getting attacked by a burnt-up janitor from a school, you know, or <laughs> walking outside and if I step on the ground, soft ground, a giant worm is going to come up and eat me. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just a matter of time. I don't know. Maybe there's mole people down there. Who knows? Yeah, or with, uh, with the Mike Shyamalan movie when it was the wind, the earth fighting back. Which one had the happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. I never saw it because a lot of people tell me there's not a lot happening in the happening. So There's not. <laughs> the most happening is in the title. But it's long ago and it's terrible, so I don't have to feel like it's bad for spoilers, but all these people are getting killed and it's because it's the wind. The trees are helping to emit some like poison toxic thing that does stuff to people so the earth is just kind of cleaning itself out and then it's a lot of mark Wahlberg going and that's where you get a lot of those gifts from <laughs> uh what about that creepy creepy thing from pan's labyrinth which one the the one that uh with the but, eyeballs in it. <laughs> yeah but we both just did that right there for the camera yep. Hi. Um, I mean, any any creature from Pan's Labyrinth, honestly, because even even the fawn itself is kind of the pale man. That's his name. Well, and I'm trying to think. There's another uh, Guillermo del Toro movie that have like these little tooth fairy creatures. What is it? Is there? Oh God, are you afraid of the dark or something like that? There's little creatures that are like this big that have sharp teeth. And there's just a whole bunch of them. And I think that one was, those things would suck. Or the little, what, those little fairy things from Harry Potter that are kind of like that. Little blue ones? Yeah. Thing. Things that look cute and then turn to be really, really not cute. And see, I think that's the biggest thing. I don't want that. <laughs> you know, like the rabbit from Monty Python. It's, it's just a rabbit. It's just called Big Shop Teeth to go roll, roll, roll. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like you know, maybe it's uh, stereotyping monsters, but when a monster looks terrifying, you kind of you're, you go into it knowing, like, okay, this, this thing means business with its razor sharp teeth and blood red eyes and acid spit dripping on the floor. Like, okay, I can stay away. But something that begs you to come pet it and rub its belly that's going to kill you is a little... <laughs> You just described a cat. It's not far off. <laughs> I see. I think that's the biggest thing. Is maybe that's what's next. Is well, I mean, I guess in Fort Collins we have the bunnies have some the bunny flu or whatever is going on. So yay! I just saw that today. It was a new one I heard the bunny flu. Yeah. There you go. 
feel like I shouldn't look that up. <laughs> There's some monsters that have the other side, but they look really creepy, but they're super nice. Um, like the, the Uzdi in Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Weird little tentacle things. They have to hold that glowing orb to talk. Those things look terrifying, but they were the nicest. Just like, let me serve you. Let me serve you. Hi, how you doing? But not to be confused with Cthulhu. Look very similar, I feel. Mm-hmm. Which there is not quite versions of Cthulhu. Yeah, I, I feel like they wouldn't be promoted. It's, it's nice. Well, I mean, that's the thing, too, is you look at Grimace from McDonald's. Real life, you see him kind of terrifying, but he's just a big huggable purple thing. Yeah, and he just, he just wants your burgers. <laughs> he's not going to hurt you. Don't be your friend. Just give him a burger. I always thought the fry guys were a little more terrifying. They looked creepy. I think well, full circle, they have the spider kind of look to them. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, even Mayor McCheese is kind of... It's Again, it's not every day you talk about McDonald's characters. <laughs> this is stuff I haven't thought about. Like Grimace, Mayor McCheese, the fry guys, the hamburglar. Okay, so if we're going to go back to more things we wish don't exist, I'm going to expand that to any talking food. <laughs> you imagine if, if any of the McDonald's characters were real or if the uh, veggie tales came to life or something like that, that would be slightly terrifying. What? There was another, wasn't there a cartoon with talking food? Isn't that what the little like toys were... Modeled after? There's been a lot of them, too. I mean, there probably was somewhere along the way. The <laughs> sentient food that came to life from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not have sentient food. Okay, that's my, that's my next thing. I don't want sentient food. No, <laughs> let's combine your two fears into one. Sentient food that tries to look like something really, really delicious so it doesn't come to life until you try and take a bite out of it. Oof, see? If that happens, that's what I'm calling like Elon Musk and going, hey, get me on Mars right now. <laughs> I don't care how long it takes. Just, just, just do it. I'm going to have a hamburger as it comes to life. God, I'm going to have a... You're going to have a weird dream tonight. Issues. I've had some weird dreams this week, so this is not going to stop it. <laughs> You're going to be like dreaming of hamburgers that's going to talk and like throw up spiders on you. <laughs> Why would you give my brain that idea? <laughs> Watch it. I will do something you can't remember. <laughs> uh, for a generic sense, I'm okay with with the zombies never coming to actual life. Well, I'm pretty sure we're close to that actually happening. Some of the zombie viruses, but the the takes of zombies that we've created in sci-fi have moved up beyond the table of, oh, that's just some weird thing that happened to, I mean, 28 Days Later zombies and the World War Z zombies, I think, would be some of my most terrifying ones. And but like, wasn't 28 Days Later basically like the rabies, like an advanced form of that? It was like a rage virus or something like that? Rage virus is 28 Days. Yeah, see, yeah. Strong. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm sure, I know, um, we've talked about this before, I'm sure we're close to that happening. <laughs> so let's just 
Let's hope that happens way down the line because I don't, I don't need that in my life right now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a horde of zombies wanting to eat your brain is better than a horde of political fanatics that want to beat your brains out. So <laughs> True. It's not too far off either. We haven't even mentioned Jaws or Sharknado. Well, they don't live near the ocean, so I feel like that wouldn't be a really immediate threat. They'd be more like the coastal problem. <laughs> you see, oh, a Sharknado coming from the Northeast. Glad I don't live in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be, that'd be something you turn on the news. Yeah, Florida got hit with another Category 5 Sharknado. This one had hammerheads in it. Um, helped nail down some of the boards that got loose, but other than that, it was not good. Let's go to a reporter in the field. Frank? <laughs> There's sharks everywhere! <laughs> this is a big monster. I mean, uh, the premise of the new Godzilla series, that there's all these ancient monsters that are alive, buried beneath all the parts of the earth. Maybe there is. We can't prove that they're not, so... That's another one that Godzilla would be a coastal problem, but of course he has to wake up all his stupid friends, so then we're right in the thick of it again. <laughs> Some stupid turtle up and I lose my city. I was going to say, are you sure there's not one sleeping up in the mountains up there? Oh, I just found another one that I forgot about. What? The little killer alien slugs from Slither. Oh, yeah. Those ones aren't... Yeah, with the... Yeah. I feel like those little pieces, that's what like the little parts that broke off of the Demogorgon totally reminded me of in Stranger Things. Little pieces like the one that got stuck in L's, Eleven's leg. Mm. Exactly. I, Just the slither bugs. Again, though, Slither is a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you go with that one. <laughs> Nathan Fillion, what, Elizabeth Banks. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you also have Jurassic Park, so <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call them monsters, but in theory, those would be cool to see in real life. But also, in theory, I know it'd go worse than what the movies portrayed. So, see, I feel like you keep saying it. That's one we're probably not too far off either. That's true. <laughs> right, right now. Since we're using a webcam, some NSA guy just went, they're on to us. <laughs> if we suddenly stop podcasting in a couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> might come check on us. <laughs> yeah, I would say like sentient AI and then the genome cloning of extinct things is probably already there i mean what they just this just past week there was that news article that apparently there's an alternate universe that's times going backwards well i read a couple of this because i saw that and i was all jazzed about it too and i was kind of let down the whole point of the articles is they use those as like kind of headline bait because the studies just proved that they can't prove that this doesn't exist <laughs> Which is far fetched for me, but you know, I, I'm all for the multiverse. Let's let's see what's going on. It's my theory was just by reading the headline before I clicked on the story was okay. So there's an alternate verse universe, and time's going backwards. Did we just meet up, and that's why everything's going to crap this year? 
<laughs> How crappy would we look back and find out that 2020 is a result of some stupid woodland creature getting stuck in the Hadron Collider at CERN and whopping us into a different dimension? <laughs> and it didn't give us superpowers. <laughs> I can picture now with mile long super collider tunnel, some scientists in a broom trying to shoo some raccoons out. <laughs> Get out of here! We got a science! This testing starting in 10 seconds. Hurry up. Stupid raccoons. And that's how Rocket the Raccoon was made. <laughs> See, the Marvel Universe is real. <laughs> There's a lot of radiation going on that super collider, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Of course, that's another thing I don't want to see is a raccoon walking around like that telling me, you know, bad stuff about my mom. It's just, I don't need that in my life. See, I, I feel like a, a, a talking raccoon could actually add to life in the right, right aspect. Yeah, maybe you're right. He'd probably get elected as a politician. <laughs> Going to like, take out the trash and the kind of smack talk you have to put up with. I mean, I, I've had a squirrel talk back to me before, and that was a little terrifying, but I feel like it was actually speaking words that might have softened the blow a little bit. <laughs> you don't speak squirrel gibberish? No, there was a fun feedback story that I'm, you might have heard before. When I was growing up, we had a deck in the back of our house, and there was always a bird feeder with tons of bird food. And this giant squirrel decided that he was going to take it over, so he was there. I'm assuming it was a he. I didn't have time to check. Uh <laughs> You know, three, four times a day, and would just gorge himself on the corn and all the beads of food. Like this, this squirrel was big. Like it got nice and fat and nice and big, and the thing probably had to weigh five or six pounds. Like it was a big squirrel, <laughs> and it just kept coming back for more, kept more. But when it's, it would start getting territorial, it would like fight the birds off. And then the top of the bird feeder and the birds would come up, it'd start swatting at them and trying to get them to go away. So it'd go out there and you'd kind of run over at the thing and scare it off a little bit. You know, birds come down, and eat, just doing your thing. It's, any teenager would do. And then one fateful morning, I went out to the bird feeder and there was Mr. Squirrel there chowing down on his corn. And I did my little run over and step at him and stomp on the floor. And he just stopped and looked up at me. And I kind of stopped I'm like, what the heck? And then I took another couple steps forwards and then he hopped down onto the ground between me and the bird feeder on the deck there. And I just, I, w- I was dumbfounded. I'm like, well, I just staring at this squirrel that wasn't scared of me for the fun reason. And it just stands up on both legs and goes, <laughs> and I ran in the house and sent the same side. But <laughs> the most unbelievable part of that story is that you didn't have a name for that squirrel. Well, I, I, sh- I should name that squirrel, but I didn't at the time. I just thought it was jerk the squirrel. <laughs> did, did, did you see him after that? Yeah, yeah. Did you try to challenge him again? Oh, <laughs> he asserted his dominance. In you, right? <laughs> I was not an alpha male teenager. <laughs> that's the next thing. The squirrel's going to say, he probably has a squirrel army that's living underground and in the trees. So, <laughs> <laughs> you said trees. We think of the Ents from Lord of the Rings. I'd be down with some Ents coming back. I'd feel bad for all my furniture, but I'd be pretty cool to see some talking trees. <laughs> you go out there. <laughs> you go out there for a yard sale. You're taking your table out, and he's like, "Brother," you're like, "Oh." <laughs> this is uh, 
other trees. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think like this is almost a limitless possibility because now that we're we're rolling through these different creatures, I feel like you could just name a movie or a fandom or a cartoon show and just pick out three or four creatures. And be like, oh wait, those would be bad. Those would be bad. Those would be bad. Those would be bad. <laughs> Are there any others that stand out that uh, that give you the heebie-jeebies? No, not that I could think of. We, we, tough guy over here. <laughs> no, we nailed them, you know, right off the bat type of thing. Um, you know, if I walked out and I saw a, I don't know, a centipede the size of a car, I'd I'd be done with it because yeah, I don't need that in my life at all. Lots of legs are not. Mm-mm. Mandibles and extra legs. <laughs> I mean, just look at Starship Troopers. You look at that, you're like, nah, I don't want that. No, that... Good movie. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. <laughs> we, we could just keep going. Like, the, There's tons of stuff that movies and pop culture and everything like that have put out there that, you know, you're like, that's... And then you think of what the world is like now. You're like, maybe that's not far off, and I don't really care for that. <laughs> Anyway, we can test the this the simple specifics of things like Star Wars and Star Treks. How many different species mm-hmm. races they have? Would those count as the different creatures in here? Because some of those races seem pretty terrifying too. True. True. Can you imagine just going out and walking like through the desert or something, and you accidentally like, stumble upon a sarlacc? Mm. <laughs> Ferengi walks into your bar. Yeah. See. I- there's there's some of them though that'd be kind of cool, but for the most part, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's part of the thing is, is our personalities—the fact that we we really enjoy the sci-fi and fantasy type of fandoms. The thought of going someplace where there were thirty or forty different species in one place seems like it would be awesome but you'd want to get there after everybody settled down and realized they weren't trying to kill each other. Mm-hmm. But well, also too, if, if pop culture has taught us anything, humans are usually the odd one out in those situations. Um, you know, there's a lot of the movies where we're used as meat bags or, you know, pets or stuff like that for the aliens. And I'm like, mm, we're the lesser beings. <laughs> so I'd want to make sure we're okay. Well, that's what I was saying. But you get ones of something that was, was nerd out here and something like Star Trek is done where there's this whole group of different alien races that all work together and do their thing. You know, years ago in the Federation, they probably had some issues with discovering new aliens and species, and they still have some. But for the most part, how great would it be to show up to your college class and there's somebody with gills and somebody with purple skin and somebody with three heads and somebody with a giraffe neck and somebody else with suckers in their hands. Like, I feel like that would be awesome. <laughs> Unless you're sitting behind giraffe neck or three heads person. Cause then you wouldn't be able to see anything. Like I'd be focusing on class. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the one the whole time. What are you staring at? Nothing. No, Did I'm you not- take notes? Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to make him do party tricks. <laughs> so, uh, with those gills. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you'd last very long. 
Well, you have to you have to make friends with them first. <laughs> I can't. I'm just you know. We, I've got a double joint. Like, does that that count? Like, woo! Turn my lid inside out. I think. <laughs> I, this has gone off the rails from the original topic, but we're good with it, right? Uh, I always imagined what it would be like if you had that you know, first contact with an alien species or something like that. Just imagine, take your pick of what an alien looks like, pops up in the room across from you and is trying to communicate with you. What do you do back? Do we do the, the stupid American thing and start talking really loud and really slow, hoping <laughs> to understand us? <laughs> nice to meet you. Welcome to earth <laughs> were you trying to like pantomime stuff out of it and like <laughs> i don't know because if if like mars attacks is tommy anything you know careful what you're pantomiming exactly. and, <laughs> and then i don't know if i i think i would just sit there and look at it and go is anybody else seeing this <laughs> Gonna take me by a leader or something, uh, <laughs> Mom. Hey, I'll tell you what you want to know. Just keep anything out of the backside, okay? I we'll go find some medicine, med- medical books. I can go pick up my X-rays and my medical history. Like you don't got to stick anything. Like <laughs> that's that's another podcast that we should go into someday. The myth of aliens and why that became a thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some do some research on that one. <laughs> But uh, I feel like this whole podcast is going to give me some some new nightmare fuel. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> it's the same thing I tell my my young daughter. These kind of ideas also, I think, break the fear a little bit. Because okay, then watch arachnophobia. No, because it, goes, <laughs> it turns things a little too ridiculous at times. And you imagine these horrible, horrible creatures. I'm not going to issue stop. <laughs> Like you look at the the critters behind you, and you think if you find some other kids, you're like, well, it could be worse. It could be giant blood red eyed things that'll shoot porcupine quills at me. I guess this thing, this snake in the backyard, is not so bad. You know, a little desensitization, desensitization, if you will. I'm pretty sure arachnophobia is like PG thirteen. So your daughter's getting right to the age where I can show it to her and. It might become her favorite movie. Just just for the record, my daughter loves scary movies. She loves Stranger Things. She loved The Meg. You know what terrified her for like three days? A National Geographic video about a lizard that can shoot blood out of its eye. And yes, that is a real thing that exists in the world. Go ahead and Google it. The video is cool. It's got this super, super slow motion video. You watch it doing the thing off. She was mortified of that for days. I know my wife felt so bad that she showed her that video because she thought it was, she's like, it's so cool. And thought she would find it cool. She didn't. I kept trying. We kept trying to shoot it. But this is awesome. This is awesome. No, it didn't at all. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but uh, what do you as a listener not not Derek just pretend he's not here for a second uh, is a fake creature that you would be absolutely terrified if it was real or maybe you wouldn't 
necessarily be unexpecting it to happen in the year 2020 or would you be okay with let us know in the comments at gig geekish you can find us on all the social medias and uh you know give us your take on some of the monsters that you wish were real or you're super glad are not real did you just get eaten by the critters there you okay well you tell me to imagine that i'm not here so when i think you know let's leave it on the point that you made of next time you go in your backyard and you see a spider rather than freaking out just be happy that it's not you know one of these things or something that, that's where I feel like I'd be okay with aliens and the monsters. When something's doing its thing, I'm okay with it. Like if I see a spider in the backyard, you've seen how not okay with spiders I am. But if I see a spider with a web in the backyard, it can do its thing. When a spider w- builds a web across my front door, it's dead. <laughs> when there's a spider out in the forest that lands on my camping tent, I flick it off and go on my merry way. When I'm in my bedroom and a spider's crawling on the wall, it's splatted on the wall of the shoe. Like we have boundaries by your wife. Cause you won't get close to it. If the spiders are in their business playing in their home, they can stay there. They just don't come into my home and they can live. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not worried about like, first of all, you don't go camping that much. So I guess you don't have to worry about it, but it flicking a spider off your tin, it's getting its little reinforcements and coming and getting you at night. Oh, spiders are loners. <laughs> I don't know. I popped a spider egg sack there with it was a lot. Look at the baby spiders, they're all they're all together. But once spiders grow up there, they're solitary beings. <laughs> all right, and we'll end it on that. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening and uh we'll talk at you next week. <laughs>